Hello and welcome to the On-Premise IT Roundtable, brought to you by Gestalt IT, the only podcast that dares to be both on topic and on location. Each episode, we bring you the opinions and perspective of IT luminaries as they discuss an interesting premise for the episode. I'd like to take a moment to introduce our guests. I'm Sam Clements on Twitter at Samuel underscore Clements, and I blog at sc-wifi.com. I'm Hayden Andrews on Twitter at the WLAN, and I blog at the WLAN.com.au. I'm Jake Snyder um, at jsnyder81 on Twitter, and I blog at 2dsfromds.com. All right, and I am Tom Hollingsworth, a network analyst for Gestalt IT. Thank you for joining us today. Let's get to the premise of this episode. We've all designed something in the past, and it's a beautiful, wonderful design for about five minutes. And then we want to tweak something or we want to change something because that's just how we do. You know, if, we, if there's a picture frame that's a little bit off, we're going to keep tweaking it. But sometimes we don't need to redesign things. Things just kind of work the way they're supposed to, whether we're um, just hanging brand new access points and we don't really need to, do, to muck with everything. Um, pointless redesigning is a useless thing to do. And I'm going to throw this premise out here because you're all three Wi-Fi engineers, so I imagine there's going to be a lot of Wi-Fi discussion here. Do we always have to redesign things, like when we put up a new access point that has different radios in it? Or can we just kind of pop the AP up where it was and everything should just work? Yeah, I mean, I'll go first. I would say that... Um, it, uh, obviously the answer is, as always, it depends, but um, there is obviously uh, times where that's a perfectly legitimate approach to doing lifecycle refresh. If you are driving a refresh because a uh, uh, product is no longer under support or it's up on lease and you have to get the next latest and greatest thing, and your Wi-Fi network is working beautifully fine, you had a good design the first go around, you've not had any problems over the life of the product, your use cases haven't changed, your users aren't complaining, you're not looking to drive any more features or applications into your network, then, then by all means. Uh, it's rare, though, that I think I step into an organization and see uh, that an application or a new thing hasn't been asked out of the Wi-Fi infrastructure. And so I would say that, by and large, the number of organizations that can get away with that are very, very small. So to you, and of course it is Samuel, it depends, Clemens, um, your premise there, or at least your argument against the premise, is that what makes a Wi-Fi design redesign pointless? At which point does it become more effort to put into the design than you're going to drive out of it? Now, Jake, you do a lot of this too. What is your boundary for it becoming a pointless exercise in redesign? I think it really, it really comes down to the goal. Um, mm -hmm. If the goal is to just swap hardware, and you're swapping like for like. If you're if you're swapping a, a, a Cisco 3700 AP and the antennas are very similar to the new 9120, it's not going to change the RF much. Mm -hmm. uh, the the protocol and the standards are are great, uh, and they're better than what we had. So, from from my perspective, that's an easy like we're not going to make things worse by going this direction. Um, I think when you start talking to the people who are in those buildings and find out that they're unhappy with where it is today, mm -hmm. uh, that's, a, that's a clear indicator we, we've got to like maybe think about doing a design rather than just continuing to replace the physical gear 
but I, I think the other the other challenge is um, like understanding what people are doing with it. You know, to, to Sam's point, it's like things change. the The new app takes more bandwidth, and that's it, it's it, you may not be aware of what people are actually doing on your network. Well, so that's, that's fair. Hayden, what's your perspective on this? Uh, so, same as both these guys. Uh, it pretty much depends on what the situation is. Um, but mainly what I've been seeing is the old Wi-Fi network was never designed in the first place. It was slap an AP up here, we need Wi-Fi in this room. We need more Wi-Fi in the next room, put a new access point up there. Uh, so it was a generic growth over the demand for as Wi-Fi was growing. Um, so those type of networks, you're not going to get away with just going and replacing the hardware. You're going to have to do the redesign. Uh, but the same thing is, if, if it was a well-designed network and those antenna patterns are pretty much identical, you mightn't go do an entire campus straight away of rip and replace. You might do a section and actually validate that that's actually going to work before determining whether you go down the redesign or whether you can get away with that so, um, AP replacement. So let's toss a little monkey wrench in here because you say that it depends on the way the users are using it and you say that you know you want to help people understand how the performance is. But what happens if people are doing something, I don't know, outside spec? And we've seen this a lot in the enterprise as IoT devices are infiltrating as people get you know, like a, an iPhone for Christmas or they get a, a Nest thermostat at home and now all of a sudden they want building automation and they want all that other stuff. So they come in and they start installing all these devices that were never originally part of the spec or they start using applications like, oh, hey, we want to suddenly do like, you know, huddle video everywhere because video meetings are more efficient. Well, the, the network was never designed to carry that much video bandwidth. Do you feel that that redesign is pointless because you're trying to spec a Wi-Fi network that's outside of spec at that point? Yeah, if I may. Um, I think that there is um, there are always instances of uh, the question of supportability, and I think depending mm -hmm. on the vertical you're in, um, that could be uh, that could be a very very compelling story or not. Um, I know of a healthcare organization that's dealing with uh, telemetry, uh, patient telemetry um, devices, and the manufacturer of the patient telemetry device says, uh, your design must look like this, this RF spec, uh, this, this QoS setting, no other devices should be in platinum queue, we should be the only device there. And they say, okay, great, we patients are important to us. Somebody else comes in and says, you know what, we want to do another application on iPhones. Well, now we want to do this Fastlane stuff, and now we want to have multiple devices in the Platinum QoS queue. And you go, sweet, I can do that. But remember when everybody's special, nobody is special. Mm -hmm. And if you do this, by the way, and if a patient loses their life, and and this goes to the device manufacturer of your telemetry manufacturer, um, device, yeah. um, they're going to come back and say, well, you didn't deploy it according to our specs. Not my bad. Yeah. Yeah, not, not, not our problem. And so it's who's going to step up and own the liability for deploying an infrastructure out of spec. Obviously, that's an extreme case where you have to risk life and limb, where you're potentially risking life and limb. Um, but I think there's, there's obviously a broad spectrum of, yeah, if you're okay bending the rules a little bit and you understand what those risks are, more power to you. I think it also comes down to, like, even the things that we did years ago change in bandwidth. Like, oh, well, I can, 
I can run my 7925 Cisco phone. Oh, I can run my 8821. But then you get to a DX80, and I want to run video. Uh, well, it's a it's a voice device, but now I've got video in the mix. And how many of those can I run per AP at the at the resolution everybody wants to run them? It's like three per AP, and that's that's a really tough requirement to go back and say I got to redesign for this use case. Um, I, I think that you can say, well, we're just not going to, but that's not going to work anymore. Uh, and and that comes down to a business decision of of what do you want? Do you want everybody else to be able to do what they want to do, or do you want this one thing? And you know, a lot of the a lot of the application requirements state things like less than fifty percent utilization. Well, that's great as long as things aren't busy and you aren't ever growing the devices. Yeah, as long as you don't ever like try to consume the thing that you bought. Uh, so that that's the hard part is like as long as long as those things don't change, the status quo remains. You should be okay. But I, I can't tell you the last time I actually saw that happen. Like we're like. Six years later, the use case was exactly the same as it was. That's fair. I don't, I don't think I can think of a company that I've walked into recently that the use case was the same as it was voices come up, locations come up, some weird and wonderful new IoT device. Anything, everything's different to what it was six to eight years ago these days. I've seen it once. Um, I walked into a hospital and they had deployed an air-gapped purpose-built network, a different healthcare organization for telemetry, and it was an Aruba infrastructure, and it was AP-135's really, really old infrastructure, and uh, whatever vintage model of controller, uh, and they, they literally deployed it for these number of devices in the infrastructure. They carved out channels of spectrum, and they literally did not touch it. The controller had an uptime of over 10 years. Um, but it worked. Worked. And, 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 and it worked, and everybody was like, don't touch it. It's not on our network. It's not on the Internet. There's no risk vector. There, there's no attack vector. There's, no, there, there's nothing. Literally an air gap network that had one leg going out somewhere that was completely dedicated to this tele telemetry system. Um, and, and that's the only time I've ever seen it. So it sounds like to me. Oh, go ahead, Jake. I was going to say, I, I saw the exact same thing, but it was the opposite. Uh, it was a network that they went in, they, they put it in, and it didn't work. They said, let's find somebody else. Let's rip all these, I think they were Aruba APs out. Let's put Cisco APs in. And they spent all this time to redesign it. They put the APs in the exact same places mm -hmm. that were the terrible design. And guess what? Work. It didn't work. <laughs> and so if, if, you're, if it works and, it, and everything's great, redesigning it might not necessarily be to your advantage. But I think the, the more common scenario is that we walk into these customers that don't have a good design, have these legacy hallway deployments, or they have very sparse coverage, and trying to say, well, if I replace it with new equipment, it's it, obviously I'm going to do all these things that everyone wants to do, and that's just not the case with a design that you know, predates some of our careers in this industry. So, so let's, let's, let me put on my devil's horns here so that I can play the advocate. Sounds to me like what we really need to do is we need to redesign the network every time no matter what because we may not know that people are trying to use it for different things. The hardware capabilities may be radically different. So it sounds like there's no such thing as a pointless redesign because we're never going to get it perfect every time we do it. So we might as well hire the extra project managers and Wi-Fi architects and everybody else and spend a whole bunch more money because what we're going to get is going to be different, 
and better but not perfect until we redesign it again. Cost of designing a Wi-Fi infrastructure as a piece of the total cost of the project is, is ultimately a small piece of it. If you lump in cost of uh, APs, controllers, NMS licenses or cloud licenses or whatever, uh, union costs for uh, pulling cables, if you're tenting, the incremental labor that it's going to take in order to do the design, quote unquote, every time you do a refresh, is gonna be a fraction of that cost. Mm -hmm. And so I don't look at it necessarily, I look at it as cheap insurance, <laughs> as opposed to uh, wasted effort. And it's not just that physical costs of installing that network, it's that ongoing cost if it wasn't right initially. Oh, it's the black eyes you take from social, it's your users, it's, uh, there's just the, the costs of getting it wrong um, I, I, in, in my book uh, are just not worth the risk. And, and to be fair, it's like what we did five years ago is way different than what we do today. That's very true. And it's going to be way different than what we do five years from now. And so I think there's, um, there's the opportunity, I don't want to say future-proof, but there's an opportunity to buy yourself some, some wiggle room down, down the road. Better designs, better technology are going to uh, give you a little more runway. So when that person comes and says, hey, I have this challenging use case, and you're like, you know what, we can, we can make that happen. Rather than saying, yep, nope, sorry, you're going to have to wait for the next refresh so that we can accommodate that challenging use case. And it's, for me, it's always better to tell the business, uh, yes, we, we can make that work and it's something that's doable rather than, sorry, we didn't plan for that. That doesn't give you, doesn't give the engineers at, the, at that organization uh, a good view from management's perspective. Mm -hmm. so. so ultimately, it sounds like the, the real answer is, is that a no redesign installation is a very narrow use case with very specific parameters. And in your to use your words, in that point, the insurance policy cost isn't worth it because the, the, the narrowness of the use case. No doubt about it. You roll into a place like, uh, we'll just pick on a, like, like a Starbucks, yeah. where, they're, where they're doing one to two APs in every location across the country. It's hundreds of thousands of APs. You wouldn't design for any of those. You roll into the Starbucks and you pull the one off the ceiling and you put the other one up because it's simply not worth the effort. Right. Um, a, a traditional campus enterprise, though, is, I think, a, a different story. So it depends on how you're sort of classifying and slicing and dicing your opportunities. But yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. and I'd agree with that. Like that typical Starbucks, small little franchise office that may only have one AP. It may just be an AP that's sitting on a desk. Don't bother. Um, there's no point doing a design. The cost point's going to be way out for doing it. But once you start getting into those more uh, complex environments, you're going to have to start looking at it. I think the other piece is um, a lot of times it's not so much a design per, per site, per, per location. Uh, often you see, you know, the Starbucks example, it's a strategy for dealing with it at, at this type of environment. So it may not necessarily be like we're going to go design it. We're going to come up with a strategy that covers the majority of, of the buildings and facilities we have. Uh, maybe it's two APs per location. Maybe it's, you know, um, in the past I've done uh, small clinics where it's like if it's less than 2,500 square feet, it's three APs and we don't think about it um, because it wasn't worth the effort to say let's design it. It's here's how we can solve the problem and be relatively confident. And I have had some things like uh, college dorm rooms where it's just wall plate AP, every single room, 
uh, because if I put one in your room but I don't put one in your room, there's the politics side, so it's we'll get it in there and hope it works. Yeah. And we run into politics far too often in this job. So I guess ultimately it kind of sounds like we shot the premise down. Mostly because, not because it wasn't a valid premise to begin with, but because conditions change so much in IT that we can't get away with not redesigning something. This is not a building. This is not a, a monument. This is an ever-changing, growing thing. And so you need to look at your requirements. You need to understand your traffic patterns. You need to think about what you're building because this will not be the Parthenon. In fact, if it outlasts, I don't know, you know, if it outlasts a presidential administration, it's probably too old. So it's time to look at redesigns, but don't make pointless redesigns. Thank you very much for joining us on this episode. We really appreciate your listenership. Um, if you want to find the latest episode of this podcast, you can head over to kashaltit.com slash podcast, or you can subscribe to our feed using the favorite podcast application of choice. You can check us out on iTunes. Uh, we're there if you want to leave us a review or a rating. That's really great because it allows other people to find these episodes and listen to great enterprise IT content. So for our esteemed guests, for all of us at Gestalt IT, thank you very much for listening, and we will be back soon.